0: So a few days ago, a friend of mine posted something on Facebook, and it caught my attention. It was about vulnerability. Now, I've been listening to vulnerability for a long time from people like Brene Brown, and there's some really good stuff in there, And um, but I think it's overdone. And so I started to research it, and I went to ChatGPT, and you're not going to believe what the results are, okay? So, you know, we're not going to decide whether I agree with it or I don't agree with it. I'm going to bring this up so that you can decide whether you agree with it or don't agree with. Then I asked ChatGPT, okay, all these people talk about vulnerability being the key to great leadership. Who are the great leaders that are using this vulnerability tactic to become great? And you're gonna love what they come up with, but I'll leave that for the end so that you can, you can decide. Here's my premise. Things get hammered into the culture and then they, they become like fact. And we don't question because we don't question because everybody parrots the same thing. And Brene Brown is a great speaker, and she put out a book called Daring Greatly talking about how important it is to be a vulnerable leader, and all that stuff is really cool. But I think the word vulnerable is the wrong word. I think instead of saying vulnerable, just say great leader, right? Because these vulnerability tactics that are all part of this word under this umbrella are all just concept – first of all, they're common sense, and they're concepts that have been – time-tested for years and years about leadership in business. It's just repackaging. And then it's regurgitation of all the articles. So give you an example. The top five articles, four of them are from Forbes and Harvard Business Review, like two from each. So what they do is they take this concept and they rewrite it a couple of times so they can get clicks. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, well, it's Harvard Business Review, it's Forbes. And all of a sudden, this has become like the accepted thing. I don't care if it's accepted or not. I want you to decide if you think it's accepted or not. There's some cool stuff in here. There's some other stuff that's not really under the umbrella of what I consider vulnerability. It's like the master of state the obvious, like Captain Obvious. So I had ChatGPT summarize what I researched and I put it all into Chat ChatGPT and I said, summarize all these articles for me and give me the examples of the proper names of these leaders who express this vulnerability, these great leaders. And that's what it did. And so it came up with the top 10 things of vulnerability. And I got to tell you, I agree with them. I just don't think they have anything to do with vulnerability in a lot of them. So let's start with this. Openness to challenges. Leaders must acknowledge and share the challenges they and their organizations face as this openness expires employees to give their best effort. Well, yeah. Like if you're running a company and you don't acknowledge the challenges that you face, like we got a competitor guys. You think that you think at Apple, they're not looking at what Samsung's doing. <laughs> do you really, do you think that Apple's not looking at what Huawei is doing in China? Like, do you think that Tesla is not looking at what GM and Ford is doing? Like of course leaders must, must acknowledge and share the challenges that they and their organizations face. Right. If you have a shortage of labor, what are you going to just not talk about it? Like duh, that's an obvious thing. That's not vulnerability, that's bleeding. That's talking about business. Number one, I don't agree with number one, openness to challenges. Let's go to number two. Avoiding hyperbole in communication. When discussing challenges, leaders should use specific, unemotional, and factual language to encourage productive action rather than fear. Well, this one basically refutes the concept of vulnerability because it says you should use unemotional language. Be factual. Don't talk about feelings. Well. I kinda disagree with it in in that way because I think you need to be acknowledging what the realities are. So, be factual. Have some feelings in there a little bit. If you're upset about the fact that you got a competitor that lowered their price, you gotta talk about it, be factual about it. There's no problem with that. But avoiding hyperbole in communication when discussing challenges, I don't know. I don't know, You you can avoid hyperbole, but you can also use hyperbole to fire people up. That's leadership. So I'm not sure I agree with that even falling under the umbrella of vulnerability. And in fact, it goes against what the whole concept of vulnerability is. Number three is expressing gratitude, appreciating employees when they embrace a leader's vulnerability and contribute ideas as crucial. Well, yes, like if you're a leader and you don't appreciate your people... If you don't express gratitude, which is one of the most important concepts uh, as a human being that we can have because it crowds out negative emotions, if you don't have gratitude for the things that have made you to what you are, like you're not going to be a good leader and people are going to see that. So I agree with this one. You've got to express gratitude. you got to appreciate employees. But that's not being vulnerable. How is expressing gratitude being vulnerable? Thank you so much for doing a great job. See how vulnerable I am? There's just no connection. It's under the wrong umbrella. It's good leadership. It's not vulnerability. All right, number four, honesty and authenticity. Vulnerability involves being honest about personal and professional struggles, leading to more authentic and relatable leadership. Okay, fine. You want to be honest and authentic in all of your dealings, right? This is not like, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to be vulnerable, so I'm choosing today to be honest and authentic. No, that, if you're la- a liar and you're not authentic... You're going to be a lousy leader. Nobody's going to follow you. Think about our politicians. Like, think about the people that lead our institutions. We don't believe half the stuff they say to us anymore. Even the health people that have been telling us some things for the last several years, a lot of those things are turning out to be wrong, and we all believed them. So now, next time they say that, we're going to scratch our head and go, you know what, maybe I'll use a little common sense this time. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll just go along with them because you think they know more than you. But I think you should question so yes, honesty and authenticity, but that's not vulnerability, that's great leadership. Encouraging psychological safety by being vulnerable, leaders create environments where employees feel safe to express themselves leading to improved performance and creativity. I can tell you this, if you run a company and you don't include everybody in the discussion, even the quiet accountant person in the back or the uh, or the nerd who writes your, you know, programs or whatever, you're not getting all the input. So good leaders go out and get input from all of the people on their teams. This is not some revelation where you're being vulnerable by getting input from everybody. By being vulnerable, you create an environment. I don't, I don't understand what being vulnerable means to creating an environment. It means asking the people on your team who you hired and who you value, what they think. Asking the customer service people, what, what are the customers saying? What do you think? What do you? That's good leadership. That's not vulnerability, sorry. All right, leading by example. Well, duh, I'm not going to even go into this. Like, leaders must model vulnerability, showing that it's safe to share struggles and stand up for personal values and beliefs. I I don't know about the vulnerability part in there, but you want your leaders to lead by example. You want them to show that, you know, look, I'm going to go and charge. Think about all the great generals and the people that have led us over the past. They're not sitting around crying, you know, because they got an arrow in their arm, right? They're pulling the arrow out, and they're going out and leading, Right? The vulnerability has nothing to do with that. But the leading by example part, boy, I totally agree with that. It's just not vulnerability. Number seven, cultural shift in perception of vulnerability. There's a growing acceptance and encouragement of vulnerability in leaders, seen as a strength rather than a weakness. All right, if you define vulnerability as the narrow thing where you say, I'm willing to admit my mistakes so that I can grow from them, I totally agree. Like, that's what the vulnerability is. The vulnerability is the cause. It's not the effect. If you have vulnerability as the cause that leads you to make it to, to take a decisive action, you're showing leadership. So whatever you wanna call it, now I agree with it, right? But if you just say that it's the fact that you're open to admitting your mistakes and you just sit there and dwell on your childhood, like, come on, that's not leadership, guys. Just because you shared that your father beat you when you grew up, I'm sorry, you're not leading anybody with that example. What did you get from that? And how are you going to choose to make a, make yourself a better person? And what makes you a leader that people will follow as a result of that? That's where the vulnerability stands in. So I can kind of see that. Building trust and connections. Vulnerability helps in building deeper, more trusting relationships with team members. Okay. I mean, I guess if you're a soft person and you show your human side that you, know, you build more trusting relationships with team members. To me, that's your human, and that's good leadership, right? But it's not so much vulnerability, but I'll give them that one, all right? Embracing, embracing growth and learning. I don't even have to read this. Doesn't have anything to do with vulnerability. Has to do with like you wanna grow and learn. Is because you went to grade one, two, three, four, all the way up to grade 12, is that because you were vulnerable? Is you know They made you go to school. You were vulnerable? Like, you wanna to go to college and learn. Are you vulnerable because you're going to college? Sorry. The, it doesn't fall under the definition for me it doesn't have anything to do with it but yes i completely agree with embracing growth and learning right totally like if you're not growing you're dying if you're not trying to beat your competitors or at least at least collaborate with your competitors so you can get better you're not going to go forward your organization will fail and suffer and you as a leader will do the same finally balancing vulnerability and professionalism While being open, leaders need to maintain professional boundaries and avoid oversharing. First of all, I have a major problem with this word sharing uh, because it implies feelings and all these kinds of things. But okay, let's share. Let's sit around. We'll share and be human. And that's cool. You know, I just told you that I I agree with the humanity uh, aspect of being a good leader. But oversharing, now they're starting to put degrees on what vulnerability. Like, don't overshare, but don't undershare. Share just the right amount. Make sure you balance vulnerability. Like, come on. Here's the the general concept. I know I'm being sarcastic on a lot of this, and I know you're probably like, God, this guy's annoying. Fine, whatever you think of me. I'm just trying to make you think. Like, don't get spoon-fed all the little ideas from the mama worm carrier to the little baby sparrow because... Forbes and Harvard Business Review think it's the the coolest thing to say because they're trying to sell people's books. Think about it for yourself. Like is being vulnerable in itself a leadership quality? Like I don't know. I think of leaders as, you know, General Patton for example, or Dwight Eisenhower for example, or Steve Jobs for example. I don't think I think of them going, you know, they were such great leaders because they sat around and talked about, you know, what mistakes they made and Like, they didn't dwell on any of that. Like, if you made a mistake as a general, you got people killed. You have to change, otherwise you're going to lose. That's what makes great leaders. But it also is showing that human side, that side that, you know, look, they're like me in a a lot of ways. So they're willing to admit some mistakes. But because they're admitting mistakes, they're willing to pivot and change and lead and try and be decisive and certain. That's leadership. It's not vulnerability. It's not vulnerability, at least in my opinion. Now... Let's get to some of the uh, leaders that ChatGPT summarized from these articles about how great leaders are vulnerable. First one, Angela Merkel. She was the prime minister of uh, of Germany or the president of Germany, whatever they call her over there. And she did a really great job leading Germany through a very critical period of time. And now she's, as history is being written, because she's gone now, they're looking back and going, this was some of the worst decision making that they've had. They increased their deficits by an amazing amount, weakening the economy now. You're looking at Germany, you know, having a lot of problems in their economy. As we speak right now, they're just going through this farmer's strike. And they're also having huge immigration problems, huge immigration problems, because for the EU, Angela Merkel orchestrated this immigration; these these immigrants to come in, and a lot of them weren't skilled. Now, I will give Germany a lot of credit because what they do is, when you're an unskilled immigrant coming in, they'll take you, but you have to learn German, you have to learn the way they think, you have to go to school, then you become a German, right? They don't just bring people in and just let them go wherever they want. They actually put them through a process. So I think she did do a good job, but. The question for me is, is she a good leader because she was vulnerable? I don't know. It says that she and this next person demonstrated candid and data-driven approaches in leadership, especially during this period of time that we had where maybe a lot of our leaders weren't giving us the full truth. And and that, to me, is not being vulnerable. That, to me, is lying. And to me, that's not good leadership. I don't care if it's vulnerability or not. They're citing Angela Merkel. They're also citing one of her childhood friends, by the way, the chairman of uh, New Zealand, She was the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern. Now, Jacinda Ardern is no longer the Prime Minister of New Zealand, and she's under major fire for hiding information during that sickness time that we had over the last few years, where she didn't come forth and tell the people what she knew. That's the allegations right now. We're going to see if that comes to fruition but to me, I'm not sure she's a great leader because she's vulnerable. So those are two people that I you know, I think are pretty questionable on the vulnerability of the leaders. And these are the best examples that they could come up with. The next one is Oprah Winfrey. Emphasized vulnerability and authenticity in her entrepreneurial career. Well, I'm not sure about in her entrepreneurial career. I love to watch Oprah Winfrey's interviews. I thought she was a phenomenal interviewer. And she was phenomenal because she tapped into that element of vulnerability. That's what made her really great. As an entrepreneur, I'm not sure if that's translated. And I haven't seen a show from Oprah Winfrey in like 10 years. So to me, if she's such a great leader, how come she's not leading anything? She's got a network out there and she's a billionaire. But she's under fire for a lot of stuff right now. You're starting to hear a lot of crazy things in the press these days about what she's done. And she was not a good leader when it came to this fire thing in in hawaii she essentially took advantage of a situation in a way that she's being under fire for i'm not sure that's a good example to cite and then satya nadella who is the chairman of microsoft and a ceo of microsoft transformed microsoft's culture with humility and a focus on learning okay here, this one I can agree. He uh, he came in after Steve Ballmer, who did a horrible job running Microsoft for a long time, and he transformed Microsoft's culture. Okay, and if, if openness and vulnerability is part of how he did that, well then I have to say the results speak for themselves. Microsoft is one of the most valuable companies in the world, so he did a, a great job. So they get one, one out of five so far, one out of four. And then Howard Schultz from Starbucks, he opened up about his challenges and vulnerabilities during Starbucks decline. Well. He wasn't there during Starbucks decline, right? He left the company, Starbucks tanked, and he had to come back in and fix it. It's not a vulnerability when you come back and you go, hey, my predecessor sucked, let's don't do what they did, let's fix what they did. That's not vulnerable, that's leadership. And that's what I'm trying to get get you to, guys, is I want you to look at what I'm saying here and say, you know, there's some truth in some of the things that he says. All of the things that they cite as vulnerability are leadership qualities. They are qualities of great leaders, but they're not because of vulnerability. I think we put the wrong label on it. I think it's a marketing gimmick, frankly. Maybe that's what you need these days is everybody is a soundbite, so you've got to give them a marketing gimmick so they can understand the subcontext of what you're talking about. To me, this is not vulnerability. This is not vulnerability. All right, so all I want you to do is think about it, make your own decision on whether you buy into Brene Brown's concept of vulnerability and all the parroting that's gone on over the last... Ten years since she's written her book, or if you kind of think, well, isn't that obvious? Like, don't we want to be good leaders because we have some of these traits? And um, and sure, the mo- the movement itself on vulnerability has allowed us to open up and be a little bit more human, and we want that. But I do think it's a marketing gimmick. Anyway, what do you think? Write in the comments. Tell me what you think, man. You're probably going to tell me that I'm an idiot, or some of you may agree, or some of you may just start thinking about it. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. I know it's a little bit controversial. But, uh, you know, sometimes we have to think for ourselves by being controversial. All right. Thanks for being here. Take care. You've been listening to the Wealth Architect podcast with Mark Yegi. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Share and tell your friends. See you soon.